Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in today. I am, I just, I feel honored more and more every time I get to talk with more people and every time I get to meet more people and hear more stories. It's so incredible to be able to share uh, your story on my podcast and to be a small part of your of your lives. It's incredible. So I want to say thanks to all the people who have shared so far and to all the people who are listening and helping create this community that I really I really dream of having where we can be open and honest and help offer solutions for what we're going through. So um, actually, I uh, had a very interesting conversation with an employer today. Um, she was so sympathetic towards people who struggle with mental illness and depression uh, in particular because it's something that she has been encountering with her employees and she even teared up when she was telling me a bit of what has been going on with some of the people that worked with her and she um, you could tell that she very deeply cared about their well-being but one of the one of the challenges that she said she she encounters is how to um, how to compensate for the last minute uh, calls, you know, where they can't come in that day because they're just not mentally doing well. And so she's just kind of puzzling over how employers handle that situation because they want to have an environment where people can feel free to take that day when they need it. But they also can't really, it's, it's more difficult to um, cover those shifts or those days that people can't come in. So she was kind of wondering where the solution was for that because it was one of those things where it was like she knew the solution was there. She just hasn't found it yet. And she, uh, so she was just expressing some of her concerns over that. And I found that to be fascinating it's something that I haven't really thought about before. Not I haven't thought about how things would look from the employer's point of view. If anyone out there listening has a suggestion or ideas for that, like I would love to hear it. I think that's something that might be worth explore, exploring further. So, um, and as far as how things have been going here, uh, Sean's hand is still in the cast. He's, uh, but he's doing better. He's seeing the doctor tomorrow, so hopefully our doctor will be able to figure out what's going on. But she's awesome. I have no doubt that she will. And uh, I'm tired. I am very tired. I haven't been getting as much personal time the last little while just because things have been busier because, you know, um, I've just naturally had to pick up some of the slack. And uh, I'm really looking forward to when I can start kind of getting my personal time back because that's a very huge part of how I stay mentally well and yeah that's that's what's going on with me if you ever want to share your story on my podcast like I say I've been saying this a lot but I just I really I really mean it I want to hear more stories I think that it's so healthy to share your story so you can contact me you can reach me through um through Instagram you can find me at Optimistically Depressed, or you can find me on Facebook or Twitter. 
Uh, you can also email me, optimisticallydepressed86 at gmail.com, or go to my website, optimisticallydepressed.com, and send me a message through there. Let me know, and we can get together and discuss what you would like to talk about and go from there. So this week, I got, or last week, I guess it was, I got to interview Kate Shaw. And she is someone who has such strong convictions that it's difficult for it to not rub off on you. It's so, it's inspiring. And she has like a, just an incredible and contagious energy. She's a very, uh, She's a very well-spoken woman, and she's there's just a lot of conviction behind her words. These are clearly things, the things that she talks about are clearly things that she's put a lot of thought into, that she's really struggled with and still struggles with, and she brings up so many excellent points. It's really made me think. I've been thinking a lot more on it since since I've done this uh, podcast with her, and I hope that all of you find... Uh, find this podcast to, you know, be hitting some of the same convictions that it certainly hit with me. And, uh, and that it's an enjoyable and challenging listen for you. I think that it's good to be challenged every now and then that's how we grow. So without any further ado, I would love to introduce to you the wonderfully strong, powerful, and compassionate Kate Shaw. The nerves. The nerves. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Too much coffee today. <laughs> You're like all jittery. I literally like, am like shaking. Do you but... have like a thousand thoughts going through your head too? Or is it like your body's just more like... No, my body's like, go for a run or something. Yeah. like, oh, shit, I'm standing still. I'm so sorry. If you need to like fling your legs a little bit. Start moving around. Yeah. No, we're good. All right. Um... And, okay, so hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello I'm, there. I'm sitting here in my closet with Kate Shaw. <laughs> and I, didn't, I haven't tidied it or, or organized it or anything for her coming here. So she's very intimate with how I actually live my life. <laughs> the realer, the better, honestly. <laughs> you know what? I've been trying to adopt that philosophy. Yeah, my nice. sister used to, like, still says, like, a thing where it's like, you know, when I when a friend comes over, if they're not coming to visit me and are actually there to visit my house, then they're not my friend. Absolutely. <laughs> so... Like, the best friends just walk into your house, go right to the kitchen, exactly. eat all your food, yes. and hang out on your couch. Like, <laughs> if they're just, like, sitting in your, like, foyer or whatever, and, oh, your house is a mess. Like, okay, leave. Yeah. Oh, Bye. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to offend you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to offend you, but you may this exclaim, is real life. Yeah, you may exclaim your disappointment as you go out the door again. Absolutely. No snacks for you. <laughs> and you know what? I have awesome snacks. So yes. take that. <laughs> yeah, so how's it going? Um, well, as we discussed a little bit earlier, this mm-hmm. week sucks. But, I mean, <laughs> other than that, things are really, really good. Yeah. I can't let this week kind of, like, I guess, mask, like, all of the progress that I've made and 
how happy I really am with like the accomplishments I've made in the last month or so. So that's awesome. I love that mentality mm-hmm. because it's I'm, a hard one to keep. It's it is yeah, especially like yeah when you have like a, such a crappy week. Oh, like and so I know crappy. that oh my gosh and like I know that when I was like <clears throat> when I'm at my like kind of lowest. I, uh, like, I'll just get caught in this thought that it's always been this low. Mm-hmm. Like, that I've never been, I've never felt okay before. Yeah. Like, you know? You and, almost forget. You're just, like, everything gets masked by this, like, darkness that just comes over you, honestly. It's like you ever watch a movie and it's, like, that dark cloud that comes over a castle or something like that. Yes. Like, that's literally what it feels like in your head. But, yeah, you know, it's not real. Push it away. Yeah. Like, stop letting that dictate you know, your entire day, your entire week, your entire month. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been, like, I was talking to you about this earlier. Like, mm-hmm. I've been trying to not allow a mood that I'm necessarily in in the morning to dictate how Absolutely. the rest of the day goes. I'm not always successful, but that's also part of it. That's like, life. That's yeah. being human. That's being human. Like, we're not robots. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. Thankfully. Although, I'm Or are totally, we? No, I'm I know. <laughs> Uh, this is about to take a different direction. Yeah, <laughs> shit. It's got all sci-fi on us right quick. <laughs> I love sci-fi. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I've definitely had days where I've wished that I was like more like a robot. Like I didn't mm-hmm. have emotion. Just because it's like if emotions feel like this, I don't want them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I actually, I don't know what I was watching the other night. Oh, it was, I think it's... Um, that country show that's on Netflix. Nashville? Nashville. Yeah. And it was like the episode where um, one of the girls is talking and to like one of the younger girls and she's just like, I hate feeling all this stuff. Like, I hate feeling like I don't fit in because I just, you know, I have so much emotions and so much like creativity inside of me. And she looks over and she's like, yeah, that's what makes you an artist. Like, that's what makes you who you are. Like, don't shut that off. Don't try to be like other people because those other people have such a different view and that's you know just because they don't show their emotions so much like they could be struggling so much harder than you think Mm -hmm. and the fact that you can just be creative and be an artist and express it through you know she's talking about like the guitar and singing she was like when you have these feelings you need to put it on paper that's how you express them Mm. so I don't think anyone should like shut that off I definitely don't want to shut my emotions off I've I've actually done it before for a pretty long period of time and while it looked like I was doing good Mm -hmm. on the outside I just kind of like suppressed everything until it blew up eventually Mm -hmm. and that's not good yeah that's I think that's how people get themselves into a lot of trouble um yeah you know because you get to the point where it's like I need to let this out and usually it comes out in a pretty unhealthy way yeah I know exactly what you mean it's happened to me too Mm mm-hmm like, because I am so tired of feeling all these negative emotions all the time, so then I just start suppressing them. Yeah. And then eventually it's like you kind of forget how to feel. Yeah. And so then you're kind of like... You're just kind of like numb. Yes. You know what I mean? And I don't think that you should uh, ever numb yourself to the point where it's like, you know, meh, whatever. Because then you're kind of, I guess, cheating yourself. Because if you can't feel your negative emotions, then you're not going to feel your happiest emotions either. Mm-hmm. Because you feel that happiness, that high, that amazing, like, oh my God, I'm so happy because you've felt so low. So you know the difference between the two. If you're just mm-hmm. like riding this like flat line, like that is, that's not life. 
Yeah. That's not healthy. Like, no, no one should do that. <laughs> I do not recommend. <laughs> not recommend. 10 out of 10 do not recommend <laughs> shutting off your emotions. It's not cool. <laughs> And it hurts people around you too, so you have to be very careful. Yeah, yes, because it's like you don't—it's like you don't care about the consequences of your actions because you're not having these kinds of emotions to help guide you, mm-hmm. and so you're not thinking about. Obviously, you're not going to be thinking about how other people around you are going to be feeling, and yeah, you're not going to like. It's like it's not—it's not like you intentionally don't care. It's not like you maliciously don't care. Yeah, it's that you don't know how. But and other people will read that like if you don't have your emotions, you know. Yeah. turned on basically they will read that as you don't care it absolutely and that's yeah. there's nothing worse than being around somebody like somebody you love somebody you're in a relationship with um your family and feeling like someone doesn't care mm-hmm. when you're just trying to like express something to them there is no worse feeling in this world i swear to god besides maybe grief from like losing somebody right but if you're just going to be numb and like suppress things that's going to hurt the people around you so bad because mm-hmm. they're going to internalize it probably yeah and be like I what the hell did i do yeah yeah like why am i not deserving of you having any kind yeah of- why can't you be happy why aren't you smiling like yeah. those kind of things so i feel like you need to take into consideration the people that are around you as well mm-hmm. as much as it is like love yourself do your thing for yourself you know love yourself first i don't necessarily agree with that no no like, I feel like you have to be happy with yourself to a certain extent, but you also have to be happy with how you're treating other people. Because a lot of, like, your happiness and your memories and those kind of things come from being around other people. Mm-hmm. So I think there's kind of, like, a fine line that people cross over between being selfish and being, I guess, selfless. Mm-hmm. So That's interesting. Yeah. I've been learning more about... Um, uh, taking care of yourself first. And mm-hmm. one of the arguments that I, uh, that I read was, I think it was something that I read, or maybe it was something, no, actually, I think it was something that, uh, Grace, who was on an earlier podcast had said to me, when you're on an airplane and anything's happening, they say, put your own Take- oxygen mask Absolutely. Uh, on first. So I think that it's, but I think that it's interesting and healthy to look at the argument from both sides. Mm -hmm. So I would be very interested in exploring more of that and also talk about the main issue that you wanted to bring up in this Mm -hmm. podcast. Yeah. The glamorization of alcohol. (laughs) Glamorization of alcohol. Yeah. The addiction that we all have and won't admit to ourselves, basically. Mm. And that's like, I feel like this could be a very uncomfortable topic. It makes a lot of people uncomfortable when I talk about it. Like I said before, when we met, like I've brought this up to a lot of my girlfriends because when I have an opinion and I have something on my mind, I literally cannot hold it in. Like it makes me physically sick to like hold it in. So I'm like, I need to talk to somebody about this. Mm-hmm. And I've brought it up to them and I just like blatantly asked them, do you think you could go like a week or two without drinking? Mm. And they said, well, first of all, it was like, no, I wouldn't want to. But like, could you? Would you try to, like, prove this to yourself that you're not actually addicted to alcohol? Mm. And a lot of them will not because I think they're more so afraid of admitting that to yourself. Nobody wants to admit that they have something wrong with them. No, definitely not. It's, like, the hardest thing we can do. Mm -hmm. So not that I'm saying that all my girlfriends are alcoholics. LOL, if anyone's actually (laughs) listening to this. (laughs) I said I wouldn't use your names and I won't. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I think it's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And I wish it was more, I guess, 
mm, not even like talked about, but just kind of like, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. I don't know. Totally lost my words. Um, I wish more people, I guess, talked about how proud they are of people that don't drink or like, you know, how they look up to that or those kind of things. Like, I wish more people would look up. I wish more girls, especially like young women, would look up to the girls that, you know, can be in a situation and still be the life of the party and still be all these things without being blackout drunk. Right. Because I feel like a lot of us look up to these girls that are like the party animals are so beautiful and they're out every weekend and all the guys are all over them. And it's just like, that's probably not what we should be looking forward to. Yeah, you're so. you're absolutely right. And that's yeah. something that I like. I mean, I have a daughter. Yeah, and we talk about her. that. Terrifies me. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, the world's gonna come back at me if I ever have kids, and it's gonna be a daughter, and she's gonna be horrendous. I swear to God. <laughs> so my mom says. I totally like. I like my daughter is like she's freaking awesome, mm-hmm. and I feel like, um, I feel like for all the ways that I was growing up she's I like in a sense it would be like I don't deserve her for how for how good she is good she is how old is she she's eight mm, could change quickly well that's true <laughs> and we I discuss- was an angel literally the perfect child apparently until I was 16 until you were 16 and then I went a wall like nobody could control me I was insane. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, like my... So be prepared. I know. And that's the thing. And she's probably going to be beautiful. So you're going to have to like... Just like... You wear garbage bags to to school, child. (laughs) (laughs) No Lululemon leggings for you. Yeah. No, none of those. No. Yeah. um, I know. I know. And the thing is, like, she currently is like we can tell we can tell that she's already like hitting hormones jesus christ she's eight years old she's hit she's gonna be nine next month yep she's hitting hormones mm-hmm. and um so she'll have like these days where she's just like really in a terrible mood mm-hmm. and she'll but the thing is she'll get really mad she'll storm off she spends a few minutes by herself and then she comes back and she's like, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling this way. And I don't know how to handle it. She's so in tune with herself already. That is so good. Yeah. That she can be like, she realizes, I don't know what's going on. I can't handle this. Yeah. I can't handle this. I don't know so I just need on. a moment. Yeah. That's so good that she already has that mechanism. Right. In her brain. Because like, I feel like I didn't even realize that until like literally a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like I was well like into my adult Mm -hmm. life before I was starting to really realize that I can I don't need to allow my emotions to dictate my actions and she's already starting to realize like okay got all these emotions I'm gonna be really mad for a minute I just need a minute to like get mad get mad yeah and then and she probably knows she doesn't have to get mad at somebody she can just be mad she can just be mad yeah. really good yeah like she's like i'm i'm so impressed like i'm very impressed mm-hmm. by the way that she handles herself yeah. i mean yeah. she has her bad days because we all do absolutely yeah but like and you know obviously when she's not like hasn't been sleeping enough 
it's like that's going to play into it just like it does for me. Yeah. I feel you, girl. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel you. Yeah. If I do not sleep, I am the worst human being <laughs> on this planet. And I sleep a lot. Yeah. I love sleep. Oh, man. It's probably my best talent. Yeah. I think. <laughs> it's Personally, <laughs> I could sleep like standing up. A hundred percent. That's amazing. Oh, just have a nap casually like, leaned against a wall. Oh, like, I love it. That's me at parties. That's how great I am. I'm just like, I'm going to go have a nap, guys. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> party time. Let me nap. Most okay, so... boring human. <laughs> <laughs> Is that... Okay, so the glamorization of alcohol. Yes. Because we want to be the life of the party, mm-hmm. and sometimes we just don't feel like we naturally have it in us. And I 100% feel, and to this day, like, struggle with it all the time. I think about it all the time. It's like... I don't know who the hell I am without alcohol. Mm. Um, in past relationships, it's been brought up to me by almost everybody I've dated. Really? Almost every single one of them. Why do you drink so much in every situation? Not even why do you drink so much. Why do you feel the need to drink in every situation that you go out and do? Huh. And I think it stems a lot from just not feeling like I'm good enough or fun enough to be around anybody with alcohol. But if you ask any of my friends or past relationship partners, they will say the complete opposite, that I am not somebody that they would like to be around when I get to that point of drinking. Hmm. So it's such a weird thing that's stuck in my mind, and it's something that I've tried so hard to curve, especially the last month or so since my last relationship ended. Um because it was never spoke about that that was anything that was like a huge issue in our relationship. But deep down, I know it was. I know him as a person, he wasn't a big drinker. And, you know, he could do so many things without drinking and be totally fine and, you know, not ever feel pressured to do it. If anything, he'd be annoyed if I wanted to like go out drinking all the time. You know what I mean? And he would bring it up. He brought it up to me one time. Um, you know, your drinking's kind of just like getting on my... It's not even... I think it got on his nerves. He yeah. was just like, you're just a better person when you're sober. Like, I don't understand why you feel the need to. Huh. Wow. So, yeah. And I was so thankful for that because he was probably the only boyfriend that I've had that said it in a kind manner. Okay. strictly because you know he cared and he was concerned that like what's going on like is there something else going on why do you feel the need like he genuinely wanted to be like you need to dig and figure out what this is Hmm. whenever a lot of my other boyfriends would be like you're an idiot stop being drunk stop being a drunk stop drinking so much like you're not it's not cute it's this it's that and I'm just like when people talk to me like that then I just get angry and do it more. Right. Yeah, that's not So I'm just like, well, I really don't care what you think. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. But at least in my last relationship, he was very caring and very kind about it. Oh. Um, we Our relationship didn't end well, but, like, the majority of it was pretty good. You know, he was very kind, very respectful, and brought me to the point where I got to find my love for photography as well. So I was like, as much as I hate you right now for a lot of things, I won't hate you for long because I can't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But that's very mature. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> not always this mature. <laughs> um, 
but I'm not about to come on a podcast and be like, talk shit about people because that's totally disrespectful. Um, especially people that have been a positive influence on my life, which a lot of people in my life weren't. So, and that's where I think the glamorization of alcohol comes from because I feel it's a lot easier to try to go and fit in with these girls that go out and get loaded because you have something in common. Right. You want to go for drinks? How many times do you hear that? Right. Yeah. It's very common. It's not, do you want to go for a hike? Do you want to go to the library? Do you want to just come over and do nothing and play on our phones? Because I am the best for that. I am. If you want someone to come over and do absolutely nothing and barely talk to you, just hang out. That's me. <laughs> I, I love that. That's me awesome. too. Yeah. Just be around people and... Yeah. You know, it's just, it's so easy to just be like, hey, you want to go for drinks? Because everyone loosens up. Everyone, you can chat with someone for hours when you're drinking. Mm -hmm. It's easy. Anyone can do it. It's not a hard thing to do. That's why it's so, I guess, a sought after thing to do. Right. But um, I think it is a huge addiction problem, especially in girls in like our early 20s even into our 30s um that you know it's if you physically and this is what I had to do to myself is and I've done this many many times and I'm not perfect and I mess up and I make mistakes and I drink too much and I can sit here and you know preach something but I might not follow it completely myself and I think that that's fine because I'm human and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you can literally, and I invite everybody to try to do this, if you can go 30 days without alcohol, with not craving it, with not feeling out of place when you're around it and you can't have it, um, and, you know, just if it never pops into your mind that you want that, then you can literally say, I'm not addicted to alcohol, but I can probably guarantee 99.9% of people cannot do that absolutely not I don't think I can probably name maybe I can name two people that I think could do it and I think that that it's an addiction it's a problem it's too glamorized you know my a huge thing for me is I'm so sick of my girlfriends and even my guy friends on Sunday morning jokingly texting and saying I blacked out last night I have no idea what happened that's not okay. What do you mean you don't know what happened to you? Think about what you just said. If you were in a coma and you lost a week of your life, that would be devastating. But because you lost 12 hours because you were out drinking, you think it's funny. And it's not. And that's where a lot of people get in trouble. A lot of people have things happen to them and they don't even know. Can you imagine? Like, that's terrifying for me and I have been that girl I have been the girl that is blackout drunk all the time Mm. I have had parts of my life where I honestly could remember maybe 50% of a month because you know I was working downtown I was a bartender I was always drinking and alcohol doesn't agree with me I black out after like five drinks anyone that knows me will tell tell you that Mm. like and it was so normal for me to just wake up and be like meh I don't really remember what happens when we left bar two. And I just, 
I hope that more people can look at it and be like, crap. I have to curve that. Right. Curve it now. Curve it when you're a little bit younger. Like, mm-hmm. don't wait till you're 28 like me and be like, oh, maybe I have a problem. <laughs> like, I wish I would have realized that maybe at like 22, 23, you know, maybe I wouldn't have lost as many friends as I did mm-hmm. because they just couldn't deal with it. Maybe I, my relationships wouldn't have ended so horribly. Um, you know, maybe my strain that I put on my parents because they were worried about me because I was out drinking all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you never want to do that to parents. And a lot of people look at it like, you know, parents worry about drug addicts and drugs and drug ep- epidemic and all these things. And I'm just like, but do you have any idea how normal it is for people to go and get blackout drunk? That's a way worse problem than than the drugs are. Because everybody drinks. Everybody looks forward to Friday so they can go drinking. And it's like, I don't think, I really don't think that a lot of us should be okay with having that mentality. It's fine to go have drinks once in a while. Do it. Have fun. Go on vacation. Get loaded. I'm the first person to be like, yes, let's go have a good time. But when it gets to a point where it's like you can't see yourself doing things or you plan things around going out drinking. I got to a point a month or two ago and I wish I would have been more honest with myself and maybe like the people around me, the person I was in a relationship where I couldn't, I didn't want to do things that didn't involve alcohol. Like, I had no desire to go out and, you know, do things like, you know, go shoot sunrise and stuff like that. I'd be like, no, because I'm just going to be hungover in the morning and I'm not going to want to go do that. I want to go and sleep till 12 and then I want to wake up and I want to go on a hike, but I'm also going to get booze for when we go on a hike. And I would plan things around... Like, I would get off work and immediately go to the liquor store. Mm. You know, not get home and make dinner. Or I couldn't make dinner at home without drinking while making dinner at home. Right. So, and I think I have to realize of how much it changed me as a person. Because when you're drinking, you're not exactly the real version of yourself. Right. You're kind of like an amplified, louder, more open person but I feel like our nervousness and like our weirdness when we're sober is who we are and if people can't accept you as like you're like odd you know not so loud party animal self then they're probably not people that you want to be around anyways yeah that's that is interesting because Mm -hmm. a lot of people would use the argument that drinking helps them be themselves nope I totally do not believe that I think one of the most annoying things that people say is, what is that saying? Um, a drunk a drunk mind speaks sober thoughts or something like that. It's like saying that like you speak your real, what you really, what you really feel right? when you're drinking. Yeah. I have said so much shit when I'm drinking that I'm like, I have no idea why that even came out of my mouth. <laughs> like it was terrifying. I was like, and I've done that in a lot of relationships, which is really shitty like I've said a lot of things that if I was sober I would have said differently or I wouldn't have said at all like there's things that 
you just start talking and then you're like, oh my God, how did it get to this point? Hmm. But you don't feel bad about it at the time because you're drunk. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you're like, eh, whatever. Hmm. So, and it's almost embarrassing. It's like, why would I be that way? Right. So I've definitely, there's definitely times where people are drinking and like, they'll accidentally say a sober thing that they wouldn't say or they've been hiding something maybe right. and it'll come out. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily think that your drunk words are your actual thoughts at all or who you are. Okay. Yeah. No. And you said earlier that you think that the glamorization of alcohol is more of a problem for girls than guys. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Um, I, on, I want I want to be like, no, I don't think that it is, but I think it is, and I'm just going to be completely honest. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, mm-hmm. guys tend to handle the alcohol a little bit better. You know, I don't see a lot of guys getting drug out of bars because they can't walk. Um, I don't see a lot of guys being drug out of bars by women and brought to their apartments and waking up and being like, holy fuck, where am I at? You know, I feel like... So it's more dangerous for girls. Yeah, I really think it's more dangerous for girls. And we... It's just more... I don't know. I think it is more dangerous for girls, 100%. And I think it's a huge thing... For girls, like, we all get ready, and we're drinking, and then we go out, and it's like, why can't we do this sober? Hmm. So, and I'm sure that guys are like that, too. And guys are, you know, guys are more aggressive. They get into bar fights a little bit more and stuff like that. But, I mean, the difference between, for example, a guy going to the bars with his guy friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they get rowdy. They get in a fight. They get thrown out. One of them gets thrown in the drunk tank. They laugh about it the next day. Versus a girl goes to the bar with her girlfriends, um, you know, one girl gets separated from the group, one girl gets drug off by a guy, the other girl's, like, you know, laying on the bar with guys all over, like, it's just, I just feel like it's a little bit harder for girls. They don't protect themselves like guys do. Right. Um, I've seen a lot of girlfriends also not protect their girlfriends which is a huge thing. I mean, there's nothing that pisses me off more than going out with a group of girlfriends and the next day them being like, oh, like, where did you even leave to? Like, why don't you know where your friends went? Why can't you stick together? Why do every single one of you have to leave with a different guy? Hmm. Like, I just feel like that's not safe. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know what I mean? Stick with your girlfriends and, you know, one of them wants to go off with a guy. Maybe if y'all just were like, hey, what's your name? What's your number? Where are you taking her? Mm-hmm. And if he can't give you that information, don't fucking let her go. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and you might, girls might be like, well, that's not my responsibility and blah, 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 blah. But like, is it really that big of a deal for you to ask those questions? Or if you think your girlfriend's too drunk, don't just don't let her go. No, no, no. You're not going to go. You're going to come with me. It's going to be fine. We're going to get pizza. Like that will make your guys's relationship better as friends. You can laugh about it in the morning, but no one is going to laugh with their friends in the morning. And I have been this girl who's been dragged off from bars that wakes up at a guy's house and is like, holy fuck, where am I? I'm terrified. Mm -hmm. Like, how did my girlfriends let me get here? How did I let myself get here? Mm. Like, that's, you know, I feel like girls have a lot more to lose in that aspect because guys tend to, like, stick together a little bit more. But 
I'm sure it goes both ways. It's just me personally. I haven't witnessed it a lot. I have a lot of guy friends and while, you know, maybe, and now that I'm thinking about it, like maybe they would never talk about it because guys are so, you know, we're not allowed to talk about our feelings. We're not allowed to feel things. We're not allowed to talk about like things that scare us and shit like that. So mm. I guess it's kind of a catch 22. Hmm. But I do think that the drinking is a big, is a way bigger thing in girls than it is with guys because I don't know. I think I know what you mean. Like, um, a girl might be encouraged more to drink because she needs to loosen up. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Or like, how many times do you hear of girls going on like first dates and then just like pounding the drinks back because they're so nervous. Right. And like, that's encouraged probably by the guy not all guys because let me tell you not all guys are the same not all guys are bad I do not hate guys I fucking like I love guys they're awesome Mm -hmm. like you know um but all I can picture and I might be a little jaded right now because of mm, breakups um (laughs) (laughs) I am not bitter (laughs) maybe 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 a little maybe a little bit but uh, I'm working on it okay um we accept that yeah, but I mean, and then you see guys being like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Just keep getting drinks, keep getting shots, that kind of stuff. And I don't care what anybody says. Girls at bars get bought a hell of a lot more drinks than guys do. I mean, I I haven't personally experienced that mm-hmm. just because I got married incredibly young. Yeah. <laughs> but that would that makes sense to me. Maybe I should have got married young. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I decided to be a bar star for a couple of years and, you know, talk about it on a podcast. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, it's funny. I love hearing people's stories. Like, my grandma said all the time, everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone has their story. And I, like, since I started doing Optimistically Depressed, I've been able to hear all these stories. From- I love listening to people's stories it's- on your podcast. Like, it, oh, it thank you. I love it. Like, sometimes I'll just, like, put it on in the morning when I'm getting ready. Really? I just, it's just so cool to hear other people's opinions and, like, actually listen to what other people go through because it can change how you're going through something. That's so, that is what I'm hoping to yeah, be doing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I love That's it. Awesome. That's why I was like... Man, I want to do this. Like, I want to, like, totally go out of my comfort zone. And that's exactly what I've been doing for the last month. And I'll talk a little bit about that after this. Um, And just, like, do things that make me feel so uncomfortable. Because afterwards, you're like, oh, that was great. (laughs) Like, damn, I feel good. Look at me go. You know? (laughs) Look at me go. You know? That's funny. Awesome. Yes, that is awesome. I feel like that little emoji with the hands that are, like by their face just like yay go you <laughs> go you now a little cheerleader behind you that's awesome but okay so then what have you do you want to get into it now like what have sure you been to get out of your comfort zone um so i don't want to keep talking about my fucking breakup <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> you know what? but like you know what it's not a big deal because other people are probably going through the same thing and like it is not the worst breakup i have been through by any means it was actually super healthy and I have no ill will and he is a great guy and I honestly wish him the absolute best the next girl that gets to be with him after he you know figures out whatever he was going through is going to be a very lucky girl 
He's a wonderful guy. And, you know, he has the biggest heart. He's just going through a lot of shit right now. You know what I mean? And you cannot blame somebody for that. Mm-hmm. I've done it. We've all done it. We've all hurt people that we loved because we're just not capable of giving them anything more because we don't have it. Right. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, ever since my breakup, I mean, I decided and I've already talked to a lot of my girlfriends about this and they vowed that next time they go through a breakup, they're going to do it the same way I did. Wow. OK. And I'm like, I doubt it. But like, <laughs> I will support you if you actually try. Um, so we broke up. I got absolutely blackout drunk um, in the middle of the week. I cried my eyes out like a little baby for probably 12 hours straight. Could not grasp what was going on, um, probably because I was blackout drunk. Mm-hmm. But anyways, woke up and I was like, oh my God, A, I'm so hungover. I literally had to pull over twice to throw up to get home from where I was, mm-hmm. which is at a girlfriend's house. And when I got to my house, I... A, realized that I was just not functional enough to really go to work. Mm-hmm. So I realized, like, that's not okay. You, you know, you chose to drink. You should not be taking the day off. But I kind of sat down and I was like, am I going to process this breakup like every other breakup I've ever processed? Like, it obviously doesn't work. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same goddamn thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Right. So it's like, why am I doing that? So anyways, I sat down and I chatted with my mom for a little bit. And of course, you know, it was all like, cry, cry, cry. Oh, why me? Mm, He's so terrible. But anyways, my mom's the best because she was like, why are you like, he's not terrible. And you know that, like, stop. You can't blame other people because they're going through shit. Mm. I'm like, "Mm, you're right. She's very logical. Um, And... I went to sleep for a couple hours after talking to her and I woke up and I realized that I did not trust myself to not just get ridiculously drunk for the next week. I physically did not feel in control of my own mind and my body. I just wanted to shut everything off and just wanted it to stop. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where I was like, you know, I phys- I literally thought about like, hurting myself because I was so disappointed and I was just like oh yet another failed relationship Kaylin yet another failure in your life but you know that dark cloud that comes over you mm-hmm. um that I got up I called my doctor and I was like I need to come in and talk to you and he was just he's really great like he always always lets me just come in and chat and just be like he's not a pill pusher at all like he will not give me He wouldn't even give me, like, headache pills because he was like, you're not drinking enough water. You're not eating healthy. Like, I'm not going to give you pills to curve your migraines if you're not going to help your body. Hmm. I was like, oh, crap. Wow. But, um, and he was like, you know, there's these pills and they're called antabuse. And I was like, what in God's name is that? (laughs) He was like, these are pills that they give alcoholics so that they make them physically so sick that they end up in the hospital if they touch alcohol and I was like wow that sounds extreme like I definitely don't need that and he was like but do you and I was like oh maybe so anyways Hmm. they're a compound thing so they're like super hard to get um so I got them and I went home and I remember staring at them and being like oh my god is this what my life has come to 
And then I just took one. And I was like, well, now I'm fucked. Now I can't drink for like a week just from one. Like they're that potent. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I didn't drink for two weeks straight. And oh, my God, like the processing, you know, letting yourself cry, but not crying in a drunk rage or drunk dialing him or you know, talking badly about him because everybody does, like, you know, when you get angry and you're drinking, you're around your girlfriends. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just mentally processed it so much faster. Wow. I realized that, you know, I went right to the gym. I was like, give me my membership back. Like, I started going to the gym twice a day. Wow. Um, I dropped 20 pounds in two and a half weeks, which is super unhealthy. And I do not ever recommend that because you're in a breakup, you need to go to the gym and get in shape because that is not true. I did this and it was a very unhealthy way. I just couldn't eat. I was so anxious. I was having panic attacks every day if I wasn't like working out constantly. Okay. Um, but in the long run, it did make me feel a little bit better about myself. Mm-hmm. As sick as that is. But um you know, I went back to the gym, which is something that I loved for a long, long, long time. And I just kind of left it mm-hmm. because I was more busy with other things, drinking. Right. You're not going to go to the gym if you're hungover as balls. Um, <laughs> you know, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> nobody wants you throwing up on the goddamn elliptical because you had too many Jagger bombs. Or you, all, or you smell like alcohol at the gym. Like, go home. <laughs> Like, honestly, and, you know, in two weeks, I went to the gym every goddamn day for two weeks, twice a day sometimes. I went three times one day. That Don't do that. I was so sore the next day, I thought I was, like, dying. Wow. But, uh... But, I mean, like, doing that was was obviously better than the it's alternative, what, right? It, you know, I've, so. I've always kind of drank to get rid of my anxiety mm-hmm. or drank to get rid of my feelings. So I was, like, I was using the gym as my drink. Right. I was, like, this is what I have to do because I would wake up in the morning instant panic attack so I would chuck my gym stuff on and just go to the gym Mm. and I would just work out for an hour put my music on um I told myself I wasn't listening to sad music you know wasn't doing it wasn't gonna let me if I needed to cry I was gonna cry but I wasn't gonna be like triggered by sad music so okay I tried not to listen to any sad music I uh busted out my camera and I was like oh my god I hate this because I bought my camera with my ex because you know he was so into it and I was like oh you're so talented like I want to learn from you and it's something I wanted to do forever but I just never did because I've never been with anybody that actually supported any of my hobbies oh that's really sad yeah so I at first looked at my camera and I was like fuck I don't want to touch that thing like I don't even want to look at it right but then I realized that like you know I could go out and just walk around and take a beautiful photo and come home, chuck it up on Lightroom, chuck it into Photoshop and manipulate it and have all these good things and then be like, damn, I'm proud of that photo. Hmm. And like not even really need to show anybody. Just be like, that's a good photo. Like that's talent. Look at you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go girl. Yeah. That's um, awesome. So I did that and like I ended up meeting so many people from having my camera. Like, I've met so many incredible creatives in Halifax. I mean, like, your husband, mm-hmm. Unreal. Like, I've met so many other people, and they're just, like, they're so supportive. Like, Jesus Christ, people are so supportive, and I just never realized. Or maybe I didn't let them be supportive. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Not drinking post-breakup. 
going to the gym, my camera, um, being creative, which is something I don't think I've ever really let myself do because I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, that's nerdy. Like, that's not cool. Cameras aren't cool. Like, right. you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm really like, cameras are freaking awesome. Like, <laughs> whoa. Um, and uh, I went so far as like, I actually went to a party. I didn't think I was going to be capable of doing this. I've literally never gone to a party and not drunk, drank. Wow. Ever in my life. Wow. And um, so I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. Anyways, I went to a party and I brought my camera. And my camera was literally my drink. Like, I would not put it down. It was in my hand. I was taking, like, you know, candids of people and, like, you know, joking around with them and getting them to do funny poses and catching, like, my friends who were, like, making out and, like, all these kind of things. <laughs> and the photos ended up being so good. And I made it through, like, five hours of a party dead sober. That's awesome. I mean, everybody started to get, like, really drunk. And I was like, I'm leaving because mm-hmm. you guys are super annoying. But... <laughs> dead sober at a party and I was like holy crap damn I'm proud of myself and then came like the biggest thing that I'm the most proud of is my car like I've always driven pretty shitty cars because Mm -hmm. I'm really hard on them Mm -hmm. and I just never really took a lot of pride in material things so much um and I just woke up one day honestly and I was like you know what I deserve a damn new car I, I deserve this. Like, I've worked my ass off the last year in my career, and I have come so far mentally trying still. And you know what? I did not fall off the deep end after this breakup. I did not self-destruct. That's freaking awesome. And I was like, you know what? And I drove my shitty little accent to the dealership, and I was like, looked around, and I found a car, and I was just like, that's the one. And it was the first damn car that I got in and the only car that I test drove in the last little while. And I bought it right on the spot. Signed the papers. Approved right on the spot. And my dad was there with me. And my dad my dad would hate me for saying this, but I really don't think he's ever said that he's, like, legit proud of me. Mm. In a lot of situations. Maybe when I passed my, like, emergency medical responder course or something. But not that I can remember that was, like, actually, like, super meaningful to me. Okay. And he sat there in the car dealership with me and looked me dead in the eyes and said, I am so proud of you. And I was like, oh. no way. And that to me was like the biggest reward. Oh. I was like, unbelievable. You know what I mean? I managed to pay off my insurance for the whole year. That's awesome. You know, like yeah. just like doing so many things that ended up being just for me. Mm-hmm. Not being so engulfed in like a relationship where... I was like, oh, I'm just so happy making them happy. And I was just like, you know what? Like, this is my car. I own this. I feel great driving it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know? And, you know, I feel great that I went to the gym four times this week. No, three. That's Shit. awesome. But <laughs> not as much as two times a day, but hey, I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I'm doing it. And, uh, like, I just thought it was the most incredible thing that I did not self-destruct after this breakup because my mom literally looked at me and she was like oh no after this happened because I have a very bad history of just once one thing happens I will snowball everything you know what I mean I've gotten fired from jobs I've lost friends I've been kicked out of my house like 
so many bad things have happened because I've let them. I've let, you know, a breakup or a job loss or a, so anything. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, well, one thing went bad. Might as well just screw up the rest. And this time I didn't do it. And I'm, I've literally propelled. So thank you so much to my ex. And not that he's ever going to listen to this. Maybe he would. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for, you know, kind of making me question myself, making me question my actions. Mm. He never really, we never really discussed the exact reason of why we broke up. And you know what? I don't really think that we have to. Mm. It wasn't that long of a relationship. If we broke up that early, it was obviously meant to be that way anyways. Um so thank you so much for, you know, kind of slapping me in the face and being like, I think you're getting a little bit too comfortable with being mediocre right now. Because hmm. I was, you know, I was just like, you know, I never, I don't think I went to the gym one day in our entire relationship, maybe, maybe once or twice. Hmm. And, you know, I don't think I did a lot of things to help myself. So, because I just kind of relied on him. Right. You know. I remember relying on getting a text message every morning from him. And if I didn't, my whole day was shit. Hmm. Well, that's not fair, you know? Like, you can't rely on somebody so much for that stuff. Right. Gotta kind of give yourself that little boost. Do something that makes yourself feel good so that if someone else does, doesn't give you that, you're like, it's good, I got it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome advice. So, yeah. yeah. So, shout out to my ex. That's a song. That's great. <laughs> um thank you for propelling me into this way better version you know and like they say success is the best revenge not that any none of no one should want to get revenge on their ex because they broke up with them like grow up um honest to god terrible mind state to have but i mean hey if that's propelling you into being a better version of yourself and i mean actually being a better version not like pretending like you are and on the inside still being dead because a lot of us do that. Right. Good for you. Thanks. Thank you, next. My <laughs> now I got all these song titles stuck in my head and I'm going to try <laughs> to stop referencing them. Crap. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No, I like it. So then, okay, so here's the one question that I like to ask everybody. Mm -hmm. um, what does it look to you to be mentally healthy? That is so hard to answer. Like, is there a right answer to that? I don't know. I mean... I don't think there's an ultimate right answer. I think that there's... I think what I'm thinking too much in my head is mentally perfect. Like, what would be perfect mentality? But um, mentally healthy, I think, is just when you know that you're going to be okay no matter what the hell life throws at you. Mm. You know, you're going to survive it. Mm -hmm. You have enough on your own, inside yourself to get through whatever life is going to throw you because it's going to throw you some damn big curveballs. But that is what makes us stronger. That's what makes our mentality stronger mm. is getting through those things. And in different ways, you know, like you're never going to know how to deal with things if you don't deal with them a di couple different ways. Right. It's trial and error. That's so awesome. Hopefully that is kind of how other people look at it too. I don't know. I think that's really, no, I, I think that's a really good answer. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> so far, I haven't gotten any, like, angry mail from no? people being, No? That's like, really good. Yeah. You'll probably get some, like, fucking hater mail from mine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have... I don't have haters. I don't think people care enough about me to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Ouch>. no. <laughs> no, 
that's not true. I actually do know a couple people that do not like me, but that's okay. That's their opinion. I'm a very opinionated person, mm-hmm. and um, I haven't always been the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. And being, you know, in a shitty headspace and being an opinionated person, you're you're going to make some people angry. You know? So I've done it, and I've regretted it a lot. But I'm so much more in tune with myself and so much more knowledgeable because I've done that. I I really pity people that don't make mistakes. Like, stop living your life on a damn pedestal. Like, fall off the pedestal, get some dirt on your damn knees or something, and pick yourself back up. Like, you can't just live this sheltered, odd life. Don't live in your mom's basement and, like, you know, judge other people your whole life. Like, get out there and make a mistake and hurt someone's feelings or, you know, just trial and error. Figure yourself out. Mm. Um, Not being said that you have to, like, do, like, super drastic things. Like, don't, like, go get addicted to drugs and go to rehab because it's like, oh, I've learned so much. I'm so strong now. Like, that's (laughs) not what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm saying, like, you know, try a different friend group. See where you fit, Mm. you know? Give up your phone for a week or something crazy. Like, you know, I think a lot of us get stuck on, and that's why I kind of went through a little thing last night where I deleted everything off my Instagram. I changed my Instagram name and I wanted to give up photography already. Mm. I've only had it for like two months. Mm. But, you know, I had to make mistakes and realize that maybe I'm taking it a little bit too seriously. Mm. You know, there's a lot you can't compare yourself to everybody else there's a lot of really great creatives in Halifax and being like oh my god I only got 150 likes on my photo versus like theirs that are getting like 400 and you're like probably because they at one point had a bunch of photos that only got 150 likes right you have to start somewhere so stop comparing yourself to everybody Mm -hmm. but at the same time that like one of those motivational things I was listening to this morning Mm. made a really cool I wish I could remember exactly what they said. It was like, think of your, like, idols, not as, like, you know, people that you need to be like, but just look up to. You know what I mean? You don't need to be that person. That's not the end goal. You don't want to be exactly like them. You don't want to clone them. You don't want to be exactly like somebody else because you're never going to. You never attain that. That's an unattainable goal. But you want to, you know, maybe get to that stage yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. be something like that, but just be as be as successful as them, but don't be them. Mm. So, yeah. Motivational podcast in the morning. It works. (laughs) That totally that makes perfect sense. I do the same thing. I listen to motivational podcasts. It's great. Like, I don't know how we haven't done this my whole life. (laughs) It's yeah, fucking life changing. Yeah, oh yeah, it totally is. My mom listens to the podcast all the time, and I'm like, "You're so annoying. Turn that off." And now I'm like, "Turn that up." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Turn that up. Turn it up. Like, <laughs> let's get motivational up in here. Okay, <laughs> lost my mind. <laughs> You're awesome and hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for making the trip out here to be on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me and letting me kind of bring up the the biggest issue, which, and I'm hopefully going to 
bring this up to other people and bring this up in different ways other than this podcast i'd really like to start collaborating with some people on like some videos some photo shoots like more talking about this interview people i don't know about this glamorization of alcohol i think that's a really good idea yeah yeah like i want to like kind of push it i don't want to push it on people but like i do at the same time yeah i do really want people to realize that you know it's too normalized glamorized to go out and be this way and always drinking and you know friday night let's go get loaded because i had a hard week at work but like that's not gonna make it any better for you so hopefully more young women like ourselves (laughs) can can like relate to this and maybe if one person literally listens to this and goes oh i definitely couldn't go 30 days without drinking then even just putting that thought in someone's mind is exactly why I did this, exactly why I came out of my comfort zone and exactly why my palms are sweating so much and I can't put my fucking hands down. Like, <laughs> um, And I feel like I'm going to throw up because, you know, so- someone needs to hear this and someone will hear this and that's all that matters to me. Because I wish I heard it. I wish I had somebody that talked about it because I never have. I've never had someone around my age ever in my life talk to me and be like try to change my mentality a little bit Mm. a lot of people will support your drinking and you have to watch out for that a lot of people will be like yeah let's go get drunk oh my god you're going through a breakup let's go get drinks why don't you ask your girlfriends that are going through breakups to do healthy things with you so that they can process quicker that's brilliant so yeah yeah. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I like it. I love your, <laughs> I love your conviction. Like that's that's why that's what starts a movement. Yeah. So that's awesome. Imagine. Imagine. Yeah. Awesome. Hopefully it'll work. But it worked for me. Living proof. Yeah. And you know, like I said, I'm not perfect. I drank last week. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've made mistakes. I have not been the best version of myself the last week. I've you know, done things that embarrassed me. I've done things that obviously did not propel me in the right way. But I won't continue to let myself do it. So, you know, just another bump in the road. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Such <laughs> awesome mentality. I love it. Good. Yep. I'm glad somebody else besides myself does. <laughs> <laughs> you got at least one other person. Exactly. And that's all you really need in this world. So, <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. You need someone to talk to. Yeah. Someone that's on the same level as you. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's not always going to be the same person. That's hard, too. You're going to lose people that were on the same wavelength as you. We all grow. We all change. Yeah. You know, two years down the road, I might be some famous-ass photographer who drinks every day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm definitely not going to be, but... <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Either. <laughs> God. I've never stuck with a hobby in my life. I'll probably give up photography in like six months no i hope not because i really do love it but yeah you know awesome yeah, yeah. keep at it yeah i mean I, I, everybody will say that so yeah like you do you but i mean like you mm-hmm. seem to have you do have a drive so yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. okay yeah thank you everybody for listening <laughs> thank you again so much for coming out and and being vulnerable like i really appreciate it thank you yeah. thank you for having me and 
super happy that we finally made this happen because my schedule is terrible. And oh, I do yeah, apologize. No, no worries. <laughs> no. Oh, no. That's, I totally get that. That happens to me, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no worries. And, yeah, everybody, um, just remember that wherever you are, I am sitting here loving you. And I hope that you have an excellent evening, morning, afternoon, night. Bye. <laughs>